Bennett, and welcome to this week's Hashtag For Paris podcast. It is wonderful that you could join us for this week's teaching. I'll explain a little bit more about who we are at the end, but for now, let's jump right in. Welcome. Glad that you are joining us again uh, this week. Uh, Before we jump into this week's conversation, I want to remind you that in a couple of weeks, we are beginning another uh, online alpha film series. Now, what is what is alpha? Um, it is a place where you can ask questions around life, around faith, around what does it look like to believe and follow Jesus? And let me just suggest that, that perhaps if you're someone who has these types of questions or are, are wondering, you know, how can I take a, a next step in terms of my faith in Jesus? This would be a great opportunity. But there's also a second group. Perhaps you know someone who asks you these questions of, well, what does the Bible say about this? Or what does this look like? And sometimes you're not quite sure how you can answer. Here's a perfect opportunity for you to invite them to come to Alpha and you will join them as well. And so we're starting on Tuesday, September the 21st online at seven o'clock. Here's the deal. Just come for the first week or the second week and, and just give it a shot and see, is this for you? It's, it's, based on, it's based on videos, it's conversation, you'll get to know some other people. If you're interested or have questions, um, email Bruce. His uh, email's on the bottom. It's just a chance for you to connect uh, with others and learn more about faith and following Jesus. So this week, uh, we are continuing in our summer series, Big Bold Questions. And we're going we're gonna to continue the series for two weeks. Um, And then we're going to jump into a new series. But today, I want to land on a question that that perhaps you have wondered out loud or maybe just within yourself. It's a question that I get asked from time to time. And it's simply this. Can God use me? Maybe you're at a place where you believe in Jesus, that you have experienced the difference that he is making in your life that you have read stories either in the Bible or you've, or you've heard about other people who have been used by God, but you land at a place of wondering, but yeah, can, can God really use me? You may think I'm too old or I'm too young or, or maybe I don't have the, the skills necessary to, to truly be used by God. And, and what ends up happening is we start doubting ourselves. We, we start talking ourselves out of it and we land at a place of wondering, if God can truly use me. And so that's where I want to land this week. And, and to do so, I want to kind of set up a, a bit of an image to maybe help us understand what is the next step that you can take today to start to realize that yes, God can use you. So let me ask you a question. Have you ever been backstage, you know, at a, at a, at a concert or at a production or in anything else? you realize that in scenarios like that, there are two different groups. There is the audience, the the people that are there that are aware of what is happening in front of them. And, you know, they're somewhat involved and there's a a bit of an impact, but but overall they kind of go and they are kind of passive and then they go on their merry way. As opposed to people that are backstage. Have you ever been backstage? That is where all the action is happening. It's backstage that makes what's happening on the stage even possible. It's the people that are backstage serving, that are invested, that are involved, and they are the ones that begin to witness the greatest impact. And so when it comes to faith, when it comes to following Jesus, I often wonder if perhaps the problem 
for many of us is we spend too much time in the audience, being passive, expecting to receive something, and not enough time going backstage with God. That's where I want to go here today, is to start to understand that if we truly want to make a difference, if we truly want to see how we can be used by God, one of the most practical steps we can take is to step out of the audience of following Jesus and get backstage and to see what God is up to and how God can use us. So what does this look like? Well, we're going to jump into a story very early on in Jesus' ministry. It's actually the very first miracle that he ever performed. And we're going to see how Jesus went backstage with a few individuals and the incredible impact it made. And so we're going to jump in. John chapter 2, beginning in verse 1. And this is what we read. It says, The next day there was a wedding celebration in the village of Cana in Galilee. Jesus' mother was there, and Jesus and his disciples were also invited to the celebration. The wine supply ran out during the festivities, so Jesus' mother told him, They have no more wine. Dear woman, that's not our problem, Jesus replied. My time has not yet come. But his mother told the servants, Do whatever he tells you. Standing nearby were six stone water jars used for Jewish ceremonial washing. Each could hold 20 to 30 gallons. Jesus told the servants, fill the jars with water. When the jars had been filled, he said, now dip some out and take it to the master of ceremonies. So the servants followed his instructions. When the master of ceremonies tasted the water that was now wine, not knowing where it had come from, though of course the servants knew, he called the bridegroom over. A host always serves the best wine first, he said. Then when everyone has had a lot to drink, he brings out the least expensive wine. But you have kept the best until now. This miraculous sign at Cana in Galilee was the first time Jesus revealed his glory and his disciples believed in him. This was the very first miracle of Jesus, and it's, it's brilliant in so many ways. I mean, I mean, first of all, the ability to turn water into wine off the charts. Like, we got to be impressed by that. But, but I want to kind of get away from that and, and look at the subtlety of this miracle. Because what we begin to see is, is something incredible happen. The situation is Jesus is at a wedding. He is at a celebration. Now, now weddings in Jesus' day were not like weddings in our day, where you show up for the afternoon, and then you have an evening, and then you all go home. No, no, weddings in Jesus' Jewish culture was days of experience, where people would come, and they'd gather, and they'd celebrate, they'd eat good food, they, they'd drink great wine. And so have you ever been in a circumstance where, as a host, you have run out of something very important? Like, nobody likes that. Nobody wants that. Well, that's exactly what happened at this wedding. They ran out of wine. And, and for a culture that, that holds hospitality at a very high level, running out of wine might be the worst possible thing that could happen at a wedding celebration. And so there's a problem. And so Jesus is brought in and jumped to the punchline. Jesus turns water to wine 
and seemingly saves the day. But the interesting thing about this miracle is that the people in the audience, the the guests, the people that were there celebrating, had no idea what had just gone on. It was actually the people behind the scenes, backstage, the disciples and the servants that would have been given a glimpse to the actual miracle that took place. I mean, Jesus turned to the servants and there were six massive water jars and he told them to fill them to the brim. So imagine in Canadian terms, 75 to 120 liters. And then Jesus asked one of the servants to go and dip out a little bit of the water they expected and take it to the master of ceremonies. Like, yeah, you got to stop for a moment and just wonder, what if you were that dude? Like you would be thinking, uh, this is not a great idea. Because understand, this was Jesus' very first miracle. Nobody really knew who he was or what the deal was all about. I mean, he had just called his disciples and now you're looking around thinking, I'm going to take water to the MC. I'm going to get fired. I'm going to get yelled at. This is going to be a gong show. And so although the MC was impressed that the wine was so good, this would have been a jaw-dropping moment for those backstage because the servants would have realized that water had just been turned to wine. I mean, I mean, backstage was where all the action was taking place. This is where the greatest impact was being had. And so what do we learn from this? A couple of things. The first thing is that when we go backstage with Jesus, when, when we actually take that step to get out of the audience to just simply saying, hey, 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 what is in it for me? But rather, how can I get involved? We realize that is ultimately where Jesus wants us to be. Here's, here's one of the important things we learn about Jesus. And actually, we see it throughout the entire Bible. That whenever God wants to do something, he rarely, if ever, does it alone. It, it, it's like Jesus looks around and is like, okay, okay, we're going to do something amazing here. Who wants to partner with me? But to do it, you got to get backstage. The second thing is what we realize is that when we go backstage, when we take that step of saying, yeah, Jesus, I want to be involved in what you're doing. Oftentimes the steps we're being asked to take are not seemingly spectacular. You know, a lot of times we may think, you know, for me to make a difference for God, for, for me to get involved in the kingdom of God, it's got to be something spectacular. It's got to it's be something huge. But what we realize is Jesus asked these, these servants, hey, fill those jugs with water and then take a cup to the master of ceremonies. It, it seems rather insignificant, but it was because they were willing to be obedient, willing to do something that it got the wheels in motion. I think oftentimes we need to be reminded of that. That in many ways, the ways that God wants to use us may not be in the spectacular moments, but it's in simply saying, yes, I'm going to be obedient. I'm going to step out and do something that, that may not seem like a big deal, but when you start to piece it together, it makes an incredible difference. Because one of the things you realize when you go backstage at a, at a concert or at a theater production is not all the jobs are spectacular, but they are extremely necessary. 
which brings us to the, the reality is that we all have to play our part. We, we all step in and, and, and start to be involved and be engaged. Maybe some of you are sitting there thinking, and let me use this as an example. It's been amazing to see what we have been able to do online. And you're thinking, oh, heck, I could, I could never do this, right? I could never speak to a camera. I, 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 I could never be the person up front. And, and that may be true, but understand, this just doesn't happen on my own. You know, there's pers- people that set up lights, run cameras, they edit, they post, they comment. There are other people involved. And without them backstage, like literally backstage, you wouldn't have any of this. And God is using it to do incredible things things. And so realize we all have a part to play. The the final thing about going backstage with with God is is oftentimes there may be a moment of unease. Again, imagine that servant who had to go to the MC with what he thought was a glass of water. That would have been like one of those moments. And I think ultimately, when we are truly being used by God, there is always a sense of nervousness. There is always a sense of, I don't know if I can do this on my own, which When you think about it, it is exactly what God wants. Because if we could do it on our own, why would God need to show up? And so perhaps a sense of unease or or worry or I can't do this is not a sign of a lack of faith, but the necessity of faith. So back to the question. Can God use you? It is actually not the right question to ask. The better question is are you willing to go backstage with God? Are you willing to step out of the audience, to step away of, from just simply saying, you know, I believe in Jesus, so what am I going to get out of this? Or I'm going to go to church, so, so what am I going to get out of this? Meet my needs. Because when you jump backstage, you realize you become a part of something far greater, something that is no longer just about you, You are willing to serve for the benefit of others. Because that's what starts to happen when you get backstage. Others benefit from what you are doing. When the servants followed and were obedient to Jesus, it was the audience, it was the guests, it was was the, the, the people who were invited to the celebration who truly benefited from what they were doing with Jesus. But when you go backstage, you'll also begin to deepen your faith. I know oftentimes in my life and in speaking to others, one of the great ways that we start to grow our faith, that we experience more of God at work in our lives, is not when we're being passive and inactive in the audience, but when we get backstage and we are willing to begin to serve. Willing to to do sometimes the small things. Sometimes the things that may go unnoticed by everyone else, but we recognize the impact it makes in our lives. And when we go backstage, we start to see really what God is up to. Nobody else at the wedding ceremony would have been aware of what Jesus was doing. But it was there we are told that the disciples first began to believe. One of the best seats in the house is not front and center in the audience. It's backstage. Because that is where you start 
to see what God is doing, not only in you, but also through you. So what does it start to look like in, in our lives? I'm going to get to that in a moment. But I wanted to, to bring Maureen on here today. Now, I've known Maureen for a, a number of years. And as she has gotten more involved, most recently she has got involved with the Alpha Film Series. I want you to hear from her a little bit of how in her getting involved, in her going backstage with God, it has made a difference in her life. So thank you, Maureen, for jumping on and doing this. Uh, just a couple of questions for you, because I think it's always good for people to, to hear from others. Uh, when you first got involved or were asked to get involved with Alpha, uh, what, what was your feeling? What was your response to the ask? Well, um, it was excellent in that we were asked partway through the course. So you had time to think about it. And when you get to think before you volunteer, you always get to think what I will get out of it, but what I can give. Um, so I was not nervous about it. I was able to think about it and thought, yeah, this is a natural next step for me. And I had already gotten to see both Don and Wilf in their roles. So I knew what the expectation was. Excellent. Yeah. And I know, I know in Alpha, it, uh, it makes such a difference to having people who are able to, to lead and to kind of help in those conversations. So stepping into a, a leading role and, and, and helping, um, what obviously it's benefiting other people, but what impact has it had in, uh, in your life? How has it benefited you? Um, so it has, it has helped me in a few ways. Um, I, I could say that I was um, nervous about one thing, and that was the power of prayer. And um, so being in that leadership role, I was worried about my role in leading prayer because that's not something I had done in the past. Um, as they said earlier, Don was our leader and he was fantastic at it. So I knew that my fears, you know, I, I could work towards that because he is comfortable in that role and he would be able to take on that role. And eventually, even I did start to, so even though I was in a leadership role, some of my own personal fears, um, I was able to start to overcome um, being pushed a little bit. So being pushed helps. Um, the My faith itself has been uh, definitely strengthened because I have been able to, um, I, I feel like I have more concrete steps and facts that were questions before answered. And so that helped me um, just feel more um confident in my faith and um and not with knowledge comes um, a certain amount of uh, control and power i guess you call it in a positive way right because it gives me um knowledge that well we're all different we all have different strengths and um i know some of my weaknesses um are the things that were holding me back and by having more knowledge and more facts and seeing other people discuss things that I haven't been able to discuss before. I mean, just the people that are on the videos on Alpha um, are fantastic. They do a great job. Um, but then the discussions we have with our peer group in, in the Alpha course, um, that really helps. Um, so that has made me feel more um, at peace with my faith. Mm. And um, the, 
going back to the power of prayer, it also has um, helped me use my prayer in more situations. Um, so before praying was just a very personal thing, just me, my conversations with God. And now I'm able to see that it really does bring um, comfort to other people too. And there's power in prayer. And I've been able to see and hear other people's experiences and also acknowledge how God's been so involved in my life and answering my prayers too. So that's been, that's been phenomenal. Um, and I also, the other thing I wanted to mention is that we talk specifically about, well, the, the videos talk specifically about different parts of the Bible in reference to the different topics each week. And I'm not a well-read person and I don't hold on to those facts very well. So for me, it's great to have those references each week and it makes my reading on my own time much more valid and informative. Um, and, it, and again, it answers more of those questions. So there's so many great resources. I read spiritual books now that I didn't read before. So I'm, I'm learning a lot more along the way. So that's also making me feel more um, at peace. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you, Maureen, for taking just a few moments and uh, sharing it with me and lots of others uh, online. Okay. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for asking me. And so I hope hearing Maureen's story is, is helpful to you as you have seen that by her stepping out and getting backstage and serving through Alpha, it has benefited others. She has helped conversations, but has also been of great benefit to her. And so what about you? There's two ways you can go. You can hear this and you can think about this and you can be like, yeah, yeah, I know you should do it. And then you don't do anything about it. Or, or you can begin to think of how you can get backstage with God. Listen, none of what we do as a church is possible without an incredible amount of people serving in a variety of ways. People are willing to go backstage. That's on, on Sunday morning, through music, through, through tech, through, through hospitality, through serving in the nursery, through kids' ministry, through serving the youth, uh, outreach like raw care, community dinner, driving, bringing people to church. There's so many ways. So, so this is what I want you to do because you're online and you may think, well, what can I do? I want you to think about it. I want you to pray about it and start to see how you can get backstage and then send me an email. Send me an email and say, I would like to take the next step and begin to serve and get involved. Let's start the conversation. And be helpful if you would talk about what are the things you're interested in? What are the things that you may be good at? Because that will get us to the next step of saying, you know what? I'm no longer going to be passive. I'm no longer going to be uh, in the audience member of this church watching what is happening. I want to get backstage. I want to get involved. I want to get invested. And I want to see the impact that Jesus is going to have in me and through me for the benefit of of others. So send me an email. I want my inbox filled this week so that we can continue to have an impact and to experience what Jesus wants in our lives as well. And it's not being an audience member. It's in getting backstage. Send me an email. Have a great week.
podcast today. We hope that you were encouraged by what you just heard. Just so you know a little bit more about who we are, hashtag for Paris, our church is about creating a culture that shows people that we are for them and for our local community. Jesus invites us to experience a meaningful life with him and others. So we meet every Sunday morning in person at the Paris Presbyterian Church at 10.30 a.m. and throughout the week in various home groups and pubs here in Paris. It is here that we experience authentic relationships and we grow deep in our faith journeys together. If you would like to connect with us further, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And it is here that you can find links to any of our other audio and video podcasts, sermons, and you can track with what's happening with us each month. Please go straight to our website for more information now about our home groups and how you can get involved. Our website is parispresb.ca. Yes, that's right, parispresb, P-R-E-S-B dot C-A. And it's there that you can share our links with your friends, family, and neighbors. Uh, We have friends from around the world who connect in with us online on a regular basis. And so lastly, please feel free to email me and get connected directly. I would love to chat with you. My email is leah at parispres.ca, and I'll get right back to you. So that's all we have for now. Thanks again for joining, and we'll see you again next week. Bye for now, everyone.